Could it be? Is it happening? Oh, yeah, that's right. Magical <sighs> Boys is back. We're back in that's action. Right. We're right. Back right. in your ears. I feel like I'm too loud, but it's okay. Guys, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to get recording right these days. Uh, guys, hello. Hey, hi out there to all of our ladies and gents and non-binary folk and, and everyone else. Uh, it's Magical Boys, the podcast about uh, anime, video games, geek stuff in general from a queer perspective that's right i'm one of your hosts ruben medina and i'm joined by my illustrious and perfect co-host oh dj kirkland me oh you're just saying that because it's my birthday i wasn't even thinking about that <laughs> mm. Yes, today is today is that day. It Were you drinking my, water, or is that just like a canteen full of wine? Oh, uh, no, no, it's water. <laughs> okay. I was like, that's just that's just like a, a, a stainless steel bottle full of Capriccio. Yeah, a hydroflask full of Capriccio. <laughs> it's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's hard up. Um, <laughs> my birthday was my birthday. The birthday gift. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love that video so yes. much. Happy birthday, DJ. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. We're 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 old. <laughs> we are. You you turned my age today, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's mm-hmm. right. Because you're like a month younger than I am, basically. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, uh, we are we are some old boys. Mm-hmm. Some old, old boys that like some old old shit and also some new shit, and we're going to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. Um. So, with that being said, what are you playing? Uh. Well, I. And playing a couple things right now. I started Kingdom Hearts 3, which I'm sure everyone's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just like, I feel like a given. Um, I'm only like partway through like the opening area through, um, whatchamacallit, like Olympus, Olympus right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. Like there are things I like about it and things that are definitely, okay, good thing. It feels exactly like the PS2, like Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm-hmm. bad thing it feels exactly like kingdom hearts 2 you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean yeah oh absolutely like, it's it, it's a thing that you don't notice because of like we i think we took a lot of stuff in modern games for granted but like olympus feels so empty and yeah. everywhere i go feels so empty mm-hmm. um, um it's weird yeah, that's um that's that's consistent feedback that i've been hearing about it and i would i would definitely agree i'm a little bit further than you mm-hmm. i'm only like three hours into the game i haven't had much time to really uh, sink my teeth into it um but uh yeah like uh so if you're not playing kingdom hearts i would skip ahead and a little bit we'll put it in the show notes um we're not gonna get into too big of spoiler territory yeah, only not three that far hours in the in, game so. yeah, yeah so you're not missing much like olympus is a world that's been in previous kingdom hearts games so there's not mm-hmm. much surprise there um but what i will say though is that um like in that area you like olympus is olympus is under attack and you would think that with olympus like being on fire and it's crumbling and all the people have to escape it's like there's no real sense of urgency Mm -hmm. around olympus coming like falling to pieces at that point in time, and there are just like NPCs that, you know, in a cutscene were scared, but then you see them like in this big open area where there's obviously going to be an attack of enemies, just like standing there in their idle animation, like, oh hey, 
help what's us up? what's up girlfriend welcome to greece yeah yeah welcome to greece everything's on fire <laughs> can you save us can i interest you in some olives it's our thing <laughs> um yeah it is it's weird because I, I think part of it is is also how enemies spawn in that game because it's not just like you run through an area and there's enemies around right it's like you yeah. run through an area and it's enemies like appear in very specific areas mm-hmm. in very specific waves and it just makes it feel weird um yeah. combat feels good it mm-hmm. feels a little i wish it felt a little like less numb in some ways yep yep and uh the attraction specials are like it's a cool idea and i never want to do one ever again <laughs> Because you get prompted yeah. constantly for that. Yeah, you get them pretty frequently, and so it kind of takes the the spectacle away yes. from them a little bit. And they're really cool. Like the they're really cool concepts. They're pretty much all the Disney theme park attraction rides as attacks, which is a really cool concept. But I feel like that coolness kind of really wears off really quickly because I literally did like the teacups thing like four times in like a series of two different encounters in, the, in like the course of 10 minutes yeah like the buzz lightyear um shooty car thing is like really fun it's like a little first person shooting action piece mm-hmm. but when it happens every time i get into a fight now and not only that but it's like against the weakest of the week heartless right it's like most of the time i'm doing an attack and before the timer runs out everything's dead and i'm just right. like i guess i'm on this pirate ship like mm-hmm. It's just, it's just weird. I feel like, I feel like the game really wanted you to like see this shit and have fun with it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But the game just is constantly like it's giving you prompts too often. Yeah, it's like yo, Goofy wants to do his shield attack thing. Donald wants to shoot off fireworks. Hercules wants to uh, spin you around. Um, like everything. I mean, fine. Always a thing. Yeah, Hercules can spin me around all he wants to. Oh my god, Hercules. <laughs> With those thighs? My God. Hercules wants to put you between his legs and spin around and kill Harlow. I was very distracted by how large his thighs were. They're very big. And th- it's it's nice. It's a good it's a good looking white boy. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. Greek boy, but he looks so white. Yeah. Why do they do that? He's Greek. Yeah, I, you know, Disney. He should be swarthy. He should be. Oh, could you imagine? Imagine like a, a, a Mangianello style. Oof. Ooh. Oof. I want that. Give me that. I want that version of Hercules. I'm so horny for... Is it... What's his, his last name? Mangianello? Is it Mangi... What's his name? From fucking... Man... Mangian... I don't know how to pronounce it ever. Mangione? Sofia Vergara's husband. Joe Mangianello. Mangione? Mangione? No. Mangione. What? What? <laughs> like, like, I just... <sighs> yeah. But no, just, um, I, I feel that. I feel good. that. Mm-hmm. No, um, hard, hard agree. Um, yeah, if anything, like, and I said this before, like, I honestly don't give a shit mm-hmm. about, like, the plot or anything. I'm just here to have a really good time, and I've had a fantastic time every second of it, except for the dumbass gummy ships. I haven't even got to the gummy ship yet, but I know that the gummy ship is, everything Woo! I've heard is that it's still bad. It's bad. It's bad. I hate it. Which is unfortunate, because... Like, it's always been bad, and it's unfortunate mm-hmm. to hear that it's still bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's... Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I just I just clicked the... Ooh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, if Hercules looked like that... If he looked like would, Joe Manganiello, ugh. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Wow. Um, yes, <laughs> Sorry I, to, wow. To distract I'm, you. No, it's fine. It's fine. I, I'm going to be distracted. I'd rather be distracted by a beautiful man. So mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, and that's the thing is that I think for fans of the series, which like I, I like the series a lot, mm-hmm. but for like mega fans of the series, I think it's like it's great to have the third game finally, and oh, I'm yeah. having a fun time with it. Yeah. Um, I think it definitely just for me, it definitely shows its age as a PS2 era game that mm-hmm. like it looks it just seems like they didn't really do anything to update it to a modern game. Yeah, like you mean like from like a like like the the level design and like yeah. gameplay aspects of it. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like yeah, graphically I it's agree. really pretty. They added in the beautiful. selfie cam. That's about it. Like having a selfie cam, that's such a 2018 mm-hmm. sort of modern game thing. Mm-hmm. Um but it's and still Sora, like, don't forget Sora's Instagram. Oh my god, Sora's Instagram, the moment, the first time I saw that, I was like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> which is cute, it's funny. Uh, I actually, it's, I'm, I've been listening to, Waypoint is doing a series of lore episodes, like podcast episodes, about Kingdom Hearts, where it's just like Patrick Lepic, Austin Walker, and Natalie Watson, like, going through the series chronologically, trying to explain it, yeah. and it's like, none of them know the lore that well, it's mm-hmm. just from them, like, doing, like, watching videos and stuff, Mm-hmm. It's very funny, and honestly, like, the lore is really good. It's very complicated, but it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, Eurogamer did a fantastic 30-minute video going through all of, like, the Kingdom Hearts timelines and how mm-hmm. all the games fall into place and what games come before which ones, because the order of which the games have been released are not the order of which the story takes place. So yes. it's really cool to have gotten that, and it's a really funny video, too. Like, they did a really good job. Um, there's a lot to love about Kingdom Hearts. There's a lot to love about the story and what they're doing with it. Um, some of it just seems really silly because when you just see like this fucking anime character standing next to fucking Goofy and Donald, it's really it's hilarious. But yeah, like I've I've always enjoyed the series a lot. I'm kind of bummed that there's no Final Fantasy characters in it, from what I know. That mm-hmm. it's just they just went like full on Disney. It's mm-hmm. like Disney characters and Kingdom Hearts characters, but there's no like cameos from like a like from Noctis or something, which would have been yeah, which would have been cool. And I wonder kind of like what that is because I feel like the Final Fantasy side of Square Enix is very like they're very protective of all of that stuff because mm-hmm. it, that even comes into play when with uh, Smash as well because um, as all of y'all know, hopefully uh, Cloud is in Smash Brothers. But he has a stage, but only has two pieces of music, and it's mm. the it's like the two battle themes from Final Fantasy VII, and oh, okay. that's it. There's and there's so much good music in that game that yeah, we, there's none of it. I mean, it's it's. I mean, some people might think, well, I mean, it's one level in a game; it has two different songs. Who cares? But when you look at how there are thirty different Castlevania tracks. Yeah, Smash has, like, 800 songs. They're like, we love Castlevania. Yeah. So here are all these remixes. Um, So it's it's kind of a bummer. So I feel like they're kind of very, very um, protective of all the Final Fantasy stuff. Well, it's also weird because, like, for me, like, I remember Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, that was, like, the thing. It was like, oh, fuck. There's, like, Final Fantasy characters and Disney characters together? Mm -hmm. Um, And that being the really cool thing. And I guess now, like, since Kingdom Hearts has its own mythology and lore it's like you don't need the draw of the final fantasy characters right but i mean i i just like there being like oh sephiroth is an optional boss who's hard as fuck mm-hmm. um, and i'm sure there's something similar in this game at some mm-hmm. point um yeah i'm gonna like obviously play through it and finish it i enjoyed what i played yeah. i just wish that like 
I wish combat wasn't prompting me to do shit every five seconds. Every five seconds. No, I, I really agree. just want to fight, use some magic, and then like every so often get like a cool limit break mm-hmm. or do a form change and like do mm-hmm. something cool with it, and that's it. Yeah, like it. Kingdom Hearts needs the the bayonetta treatment, mm-hmm. and so to speak, in terms of combat, because you're presented with a lot of different options. In Bayonetta, I'm not saying that the combat needs to be as like complex and as deep as Bayonetta because she has all kinds of combos and craziness that she can yeah. do. But um, it needs a little bit more than what it's offering, and it needs to make those really cool finishers feel special. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just it just kind of looks like beautiful chaos that's constantly happening. Yeah, I, I think when I saw the footage initially of like the Disney rides, I was like, oh, these must be like summons. Yeah. And the idea of summons is, like, they're special and they're cool because you're not doing them constantly, right? It's, like, a yeah. finite... They're usually, like, a finite resource or, like, hard... To, you have to, like, build something mm-hmm. up first to use mm-hmm. them, but they're incredibly powerful. So, I will say, when you get to the final boss in Olympus, there there is still that in the game. I think there okay. are those set pieces that are, like, this is only going to happen when you fight this boss, and I thought that was really cool. Okay. Um, yeah, like, I think that's well, well, I mean, I guess I can talk about it, because it was in all the trailers and all that mm-hmm. stuff, so, like, the, the roller coaster. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, that's right. Is a, mm-hmm. That is a boss-specific thing, and that's from, that's the final boss, part of the final boss battle in Olympus. Yeah, when you're fighting the Titans. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah which, so, that makes sense, because that, that specific summon ride attraction thing yeah. would be, like, really weird with any yeah. other situation. Yeah, so, like, it... That was really cool. I thought that was fun. Um, the camera and angling things were kind of goofy because it was kind of fixed because you're on this, like, roller coaster. Kind of goofy, am I right, guys? Y- yeah. <laughs> I Gorge. see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, oh, yuck. And, uh... <laughs> <yeah>. uh <laughs> it's just him fucking Yahoo! Just Oh my god, that fucking game. Um, but yeah, like, it's about really cool. Goofy's cum face, though? Like, <laughs> just... TJ, your eyes got so big. <laughs> just... Good night. Thank you so much for listening to another okay, episode of Magical but do you Boys. Think, when he comes, do you think he says gouache? Or he says... Uh, he does the Yahoo thing. Not, he does the Yahoo <laughs> Is it that? It, it has to be. Like, I mean, you've seen the... You've seen that, like... That meme that was like face down, ass up. That's the way we like to yuck. Yeah. <laughs> God, he's just like yucking and gorshing the whole time. Oh until- my God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, ruining. So, Kingdom Hearts 3, you guys should play it. It's really fun. Yeah, I'm excited to keep playing it. I'm excited yeah. to see what they do with the story stuff. Um, I just, I like, it's one of those things where I'm like, God, what if like you worked with Platinum to like mm-hmm. figure out not complicated combat, just yeah. tighter combat? Yeah. Um, and I know it's like I have said in the past, like I like it when games feel like PS2 games, mm-hmm. which I do. It's just like it's in the right ways. Like near yeah. Automata in certain ways feels like a PS2 game, and it's mm-hmm. like in all of just the right ways for yeah. that game. But like combat feels tight and it feels modern. Yeah. Um, and the world feels like a little bit more lived in, or like there's there's storytelling in the mm-hmm. world. Um, yeah, because like there are, you are in lots of like large expanses of like of emptiness but i feel like those empty that that emptiness like there's thought involved with those with those environments in near there's like, environmental storytelling it's, it's environmental story, exactly like yeah. i'm not like i'm not getting any environmental storytelling from olympus from just like open arenas in, in olympus that have the have like this like 
toppled over pillars and things like that and things are on fire like that doesn't like yeah like yeah thebes was kind of like thebes was like a little bit more lush i Mm -hmm. guess but like you get to olympus and like olympus is so sterile yeah like there's like nothing and then it's i think it's less noticeable when you get to like the mountain and there's like green and everything else but there were just parts where I was like, wow, this feels so empty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited to keep playing it. And yeah. and it's it's fun. I'll sink whatever 30 hours or whatever it is oh, yeah. into it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then because I've been in the middle of moving, which is why we haven't recorded in so yeah. long. Sorry, guys. Um, I've been playing a lot of Dragalia on my phone. Mm-hmm. Which, that game's real good. That game's really that game's real that good. Game's real good. And you can play multiplayer with friends. Really? I didn't know that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like you can do like on normal uh normal dungeons you can co-op so that two of you are controlling uh usually it's just you control one person out of like the four team squad and the other three people are AI. Mm-hmm. You can team up so I think it's two of you controlling and then two AI. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in, when you're doing raids, which raids are four real people with their uh team so it's like 16 people but four that four of them are people and 12 are ai um oh cool you can also co-op for that like all those things are co-op didn't know that that's awesome yeah that game is so good and the art is so cute. it's like really it's really good it's like just like just the right like it's horny but it's it's just horny horny. enough yeah it's just horny enough in that really cute way Mm -hmm. um playing that i played some uh langrisser which is the mobile langrisser game which is Mm -hmm. like i guess a new mobile game from like a very old, 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 old RPG. Yeah. Um, gameplay is fun in as much as like it's very Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. It's a good like tactics game, um, but it just was not like catching my interest quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started, I just, I just like played like 10 minutes of another Eden, which is, um, uh, I guess, the person who like one of the people who made Chrono Trigger and yeah. Chrono Cross. Yes, and stuff. yes, yes, yes. It's yes. a mobile game, it's a gotcha game. Um, so I'm excited to play more of it. The only thing I don't love is that I think Another Eden does the same art thing that Lingrisser does, mm-hmm. and, which is really popular right now. You, t- you take 2D sprites, but you have their body parts move on, like, weird yeah, well, joints. They're, they're kind of, like, yes, floating around. Yes, and, and they're, like, moving. It's uh, weird, yeah. Idle animations, instead of idle animations are an actual, like, animation frames yeah it's just them taking like the arms are a different like the arms are separate from the torso from the head and they just move them independently yeah um i just hate the way that looks i hate the way that it looks too it's just and i get that it's easier which is Mm -hmm. why because you're not actually having to animate a thing really you're just like making it move Mm -hmm. um like slide around sort of um but yeah that's not my favorite look but i've heard the game's really good and it's a gotcha game that does not require you like you can play a lot without spending spending any money which, if you're like, oh, Ruben, Dragalia sounds cool, but I don't want to spend money. I I easily could have spent no money. I think I've spent maybe 10 bucks on Dragalia the entire yeah. like year I've been playing it. Mm-hmm. Because I like, wanted some special event. Like I wanted to like, get something during a special event. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, very rarely am I out of like stamina, so I can't do stuff anymore. Like That game is really, 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 really good at just letting you play it um, a lot. And not have to spend any money at, at all. Yeah. Um, oh, and I played the Anthem demo. Did you play? No, I didn't. I didn't have time. I didn't have time to play it. So talk to me about that. I know you're excited about it. Yeah, like I, I really like everything about that game. I'm really into. Like it looks, it looks like Monster Huntery, but like I have a flying. I'm like a flying robot. Hmm. And like there that are... is interesting to me. 
there are things that feel monster hunter-y. I think environmentally, it feels kind mm-hmm. of monster hunter-y. Um, I'm trying to see if the demo is still happening. They they got a lot of flack because like they made it really really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, like to like they had a fucking spreadsheet that was like, hey, here's when you have access to play like anthem demo and blah blah blah. Um, so there's a demo that was started on Friday of last week. Um, I was still really busy moving, so I didn't get to put too much time into it, but I played like an hour. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm, I was kind of underwhelmed. Yeah. Like there are things that it does really well. Like, um, the, the javelins, the suits look amazing. Yeah. The sounds, like the animation and the sound that you make just running around is fucking great. Yeah. It's like just all, it does all these really cool mech things that just sound and feel really good. Mm -hmm. Um, flight in that game feels amazing like you tend to you tend to like and it's it's easy like you yeah. jump and then click in one of your sticks and then you go into flight mode um or you can double jump so like there's lots of just like double tapping and then flying and then you're just flying for a while um i only played the first class mm-hmm. because i didn't play it long enough to unlock the other ones um it seems I don't know. It just something about it wasn't clicking for me quite yet. And I think okay. it might just be a matter of spending some more time with it. Mm-hmm. Here was the thing though. So that game runs in the Frostbite engine, which um has been EA's used it for all of their major titles recently. So it's what like uh I think Star Wars Battlefront 2 runs on. Mm-hmm. It's what uh Mass Effect Andromeda runs on, mm-hmm. which there are aspects of this game that feel like Andromeda. Like, the combat in Andromeda was pretty good. This is yeah. tighter than Andromeda, um, but there's aspects that definitely feel like um, Andromeda. Um, Frostbite is a really pretty engine, but it's like, they're going particle effects crazy, crazy. in the game. Yeah. So, like, and it might just be a matter of me, like, coming from Destiny, playing first person, I feel like there's less in my vision, and my scope, it's easier for me to process information in Destiny visually. Okay. Part of that, though, is, like, I'm sure I've played Destiny for forever, so I know what shit looks like. Mm-hmm. So it's not, like, I can keep track of things. One of the things that I noticed playing the Anthem demo is, like, I was visually overwhelmed yeah. really fast. Okay. Like, there were... Um, and I think part of it is, like, cooldowns for abilities are very fast. So people are using supers really frequently. They're using... Um, like, I had a... Like, a grenade was a cooldown ability for me, and, like, a homing missile launcher, and then um, a big, like... Tr- another like big track on missile launcher thing that like sent like a billion missiles at people were like all specials and everyone has pretty short cooldowns for all of those things so it was happening a lot yeah and it was just it was hard for me to keep track of like it was hard for me to tell what was going on the environments are so lush it was actually i was having a hard time seeing where enemies were mm. to shoot them mm-hmm. so it just felt really overwhelming um gotcha I'm still really curious about it. I, it just, unless I play, I think like I have EA access. So whenever they do the thing where they let me play the first like 10 hours trial or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll probably do that and then just see how I feel about it. If yeah. I want to then like actually pick it up. Um, but I'm, I don't know. I'm really up in the air about it. I feel mm-hmm. like a game, it's a game that maybe like in six months will be really rad. Yeah. Kind of like how destiny was, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like playing it with friends will be a blast no matter what. Right. So if I have enough friends that pick it up, I might just pick it up to have a game to play with them. Yep. Um, but it just felt, just didn't feel as good as I 
thought it might. I thought it would. I was a little underwhelmed. Well, that's... I don't want to say a complete and total bummer, but it's like, huh, well, because I would have thought that you would have been, like, super into that. And it might just be because you haven't had enough time with it. Maybe. I mean, that I, I really think that might be it. I think mm-hmm. I need to generally give it another hour or two, especially for that type of game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think coming from Destiny, Destiny had a lot of problems, but Destiny was, like, always, 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 visually, I think they did a great job of making things really easy to parse. Yeah, I Especially in that. first person. Um, and control-wise, Destiny is still one of the best controlling shooters on console. Mm-hmm. So I think coming from Destiny... I'm maybe feeling that way. I think if you are someone who doesn't come from playing a lot of Destiny, you might not feel like that transitional pain as much. Okay. So I would I would still, however you can try it out, if like the demo is open still or whatever, um, I would still definitely like play some. Yeah, I definitely want to try it out for sure because I'm like, this has a lot of cool things that I that I'm very much interested in and I want to give it a shot. Yeah. 2019 is a year of trying new games for me. <laughs> I mean, I would love to get you into a shooty game. Yeah. That we can play together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just so bad at them. Yeah. I'm looking to see if like you can still, if you can still, I'll let you know. Cause if you can still download, yeah. I played it on Xbox, but if you can still get the PS4, like all the demos mm-hmm. for any of them, um, if you can still get the demo and play it, then I would say like, let's play some together and see okay. how it feels. Okay. That, definitely. I'm down. It was just the weekend. Ugh, stupid. Nah, that's dumb. Yeah. But yeah, if they if they do another um, open beta thing, then I'll definitely will play it again for sure. Mm-hmm. But that's all I'm playing. What are you playing, DJ? Um, well, the only two games that I'm playing right now are Smash Brothers and Kingdom Hearts. And I won't. We, I mean, we've already kind of tackled Kingdom Hearts, but um, my Smash Brothers Ultimate journey has been fun. Um. I haven't really been able to like go and compete in like any like local tournaments or anything like that. It's just because I have um, a very tight, tight, tight deadline for uh, for Black Mage coming up at the end of the month. So like I'm, I'm just like trying to get through the rest of that. So I'm pretty much like I'll I'll work for a couple hours, take a break, play a couple rounds of Smash, and then like go back to working. But it's been really fun. Um, I've been just like watching a lot of like tournaments and watching a lot of um, lots of uh, like combo videos and stuff that people are posting on Twitter. And I'm learning a lot just by watching. And I'm like part of like the since I play Princess Peach. There's like a Princess Peach and Daisy Discord. So, oh my god! So uh, I joined the Discord for that for those characters specifically since those, uh, since uh, Peach slash Daisy is my main in Smash Brothers. So. Um, it's been it's been so much fun. Like all my coworkers at my day job are really interested in it. They really like playing Smash, and I'm the best Smash Brothers player at my job. Uh, um, no one, no I'm one, sure. no one has destroyed me yet. And it's so funny because like I'm like because there's like a bunch of queer people that work at my day job, but all of the it's all the straight boys that are all playing Smash, and I'm like, yes, you will bow down to your gay queen. Slash King. <laughs> I am the overlord of Smash in this building. Getting, all, of, getting up. all of you be afraid. <laughs> be, be afraid of my gay power. Be afraid of my gay, gay powers. It's that um, Sonic Fox fucking feel. I'm gay. Yeah, it's, I'm gay. Oh my god, I love... God, I love him. I love him He's so much. So good. So good. Just so... So very, very good. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3, which has been... A blast! I've been having so much fun with that. I'm not too 
much further ahead than you are in the game. But, man, um, the full version of the of the intro for that game for oh, Kingdom Hearts is so good because they they cut that that preview of the intro video really well. That was cut beautifully. But then seeing the full thing, I'm like, this is like four minutes of nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it's I loved it. Perfect. It's so good. Like, I think we talked about this before, but like when they initially announced that Skrillex was work was uh and Utada Hikaru were doing the intro for the game, I was like, what's that gonna sound like? Mm-hmm. And then when I heard it, I'm like, this is a bop? Oh yeah, I was blasting it in my car like for a week. It's, it's so good. I I I still am. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Like Man, those, like, the visuals and the song and, like, the momentum of it and everything was just so, so good and so fucking anime that it's like, this is everything that I like. It's all happening right here. It It was definitely the moment where I was like, I am 14 again. (laughs) Oh, exactly. Yeah, it was exactly that. (laughs) I was like, I am 14 years old again. This is amazing. Yeah, did Um, a great job of, like, invoking that feeling. Oh, yeah. And I think the game, it, it... if anything, it evokes that emotion of having played the past games and being like just enthralled and completely just like invested in what's happening. So it's it's been so much fun. But um, that's all that I've been playing. Uh, what are you watching? Um, I'm watching not a lot because I guess moving, moving yeah, is the fucking right. worst. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> But I did get a chance to sit down and watch some stuff uh, last night, finally. So I watched... I'm so behind on anime. Like, I have to finish... There's, like, so many things I need to finish from last season. I'm behind on JoJo. Ugh, anyway, it's it's like a travesty. It's the worst. Um, I, hate, I hate how whiny I am about just, like... I'm like, I'm behind on all this anime. I haven't watched first episodes of anything. Um, I just... It just feels... It just feels like I'm, like, out of... Like, things feel off. Because it's, like, a thing I'm so used to doing. Yeah. Um, so, I did watch, as far as, like, new anime, I did watch the first episode of uh, Kaguya-sama Love is War, mm-hmm. which is so good. It's it was it's a really, really, really good romantic comedy. Um, the basic plot is uh, the... There's a very, like, there's a super prestigious school. Um, and the uh, student council president is this kid who just is, like, uh, hard work, like super hard work, super smart. Everything he has, he's just super diligent. And the vice president is, uh, I believe that's Kaguya Sama. She's um, also like hard work, really smart, but she comes from a family that is like owns like the biggest, or, like one of the biggest Japanese companies like in the world that has a yeah. bunch of subsidiaries. So she's like royalty, basically. Mm-hmm. So. Kaguya-sama, she's, like, definitely in love, falling in love with the president, but she's like, I would never, I would never confess to, like, a commoner Mm -hmm. my feelings. Like, how below me to do that? (laughs) Um, And the president is, like, uh, I can't remember exactly his reasons, but the president is also, like, in love with her, but he was, like, she's so, like, like, unladylike and, like, not really proper mm-hmm. and you know perhaps if she were to like appeal to me and in that way then maybe i would say yes mm-hmm. and so they both just like really are really into each other but are two up their own asses to yeah. ask each other out 
So what's great about the series is it ends up being kind of almost like um, how in Death Note, that fucking Death Note meme of like, it is I who is behind you. Mm-hmm. Like they keep putting each other in situations to try to force the other person to ask them out. Yeah. And so every, every like um, every encounter is like a chess match of like, I'm going to put you in a position to force you to ask me out. And then it's them like trying to counter how to get out of the situation or how to make it so it's on them. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. And it's like these like great like it's it's very much like almost how um fucky gambles. Um which uh, has, uh, has uh, a new, yeah. Which, yeah, has uh, a new season. I, I know, I know, because like I have, we have to wait. Like, well, I have to wait until like it's on Netflix. So once the whole season's over. Oh, I haven't yeah, I didn't even think about the fact that you can't get it like via legal means, can you? No, not right now, not until Ugh. after it all airs. Um, but it has that sort of same like feel of kakagudity where it's like less serious, obviously, but it's people trying to outwit each other constantly. Oh, um, God. And then the secretary of the student council is like a really just normal, really perky like schoolgirl, and mm-hmm. she, whenever they think like they have things figured out, she'll do something that they would, never would have expected, just like doing normal things, not involved yeah. at all in their tiff. And it ruins it. She is like the chaos, uh, <laughs> like that comes into it. And it's just really cute and really fun. And supposedly like the manga is really excellent. It's still going, I think. Um, yeah, I definitely, definitely recommend checking that out. You just got uh, me thinking about Yumiko Jabami again. Oh my God. Queen of scamming. Damn. Jabami's right. Oh God. She's, she's right. Mm. Mm. God, um, so good. I am watching Promise Neverland because nothing was going to keep me from Woo! watching Promise Neverland. Woo! Woo! That show is so good. Can we talk? Can we talk? Because yeah, um, I've watched the first three. Woo! Let's get okay, but let's 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 address the crone in the room real quick just to get that out of the way. Okay, so I oh god yeah this this is this is for you to talk about because I don't really have oh! okay um. Sister Crone, um, I so me and Rakim were supposed to have a conversation about this a couple days ago and, and record it, but we just never got around to doing it because Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts happened. And on, I mean, honestly, fair. Um, <laughs> the so, slaps came in. And <laughs> yeah, like Kingdom Hearts happened. We both forgot. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Um, I, I am conflicted. With Sister mm. Crone, mm-hmm. and I had a I had a thread about this on Twitter, and I like had to check somebody real quick on Twitter too because they were like coming at me sideways with some dumb shit, and okay, so in Promise Neverland, if you read the manga, um, in like chapter like five or six, um, Sister Crone is introduced, and she's another um, caretaker, like mother or mm-hmm. mother in training, um. In in the in the context of the Promised Neverland, yeah, to keep uh, eyes on the kids keep at the, the yeah. orphanage that they're at. Yeah, so um, when she's brought in, like in the manga, like like the like the like it's like okay, like that's cool. Like they actually like drew a black woman that looks black. She looks good initially, yeah, yeah. But then, like at every moment, to where like they're having like moments of intensity, like to try to like evoke this kind of feeling of dread mm-hmm. that, like that's like I'm watching you um she becomes this like racist caricature of like what black women look like and yeah. also too what doesn't help her depiction is that she's like depicted as like big and like hulking and like and like kind of like monstrous in terms of like 
one her her like stature and two like she's like really fast and can really strong really strong so like there are a lot of like racist racist connotations in there with that and it's not great like it's it it is straight up racist and Mm -hmm. it's like part of the part of it is like Japan's relationship with the race of other races, especially like black people, mm-hmm. is all is problematic at best. Like it's xenophobia, like like it's xenophobia, but like also like with like two two servings of racism on top. So, yeah, I mean it's like black people are in Japan. It's like I think it's I think for a lot of Japanese people, it's like oh that's a real thing because mm-hmm. like when I was in Japan, I, I was in Tokyo. Where there's uh, like people from everywhere, I think yeah. I saw like one or two black people the entire time I was in Japan. Yeah, um, it's just like not a thing over yeah. there, yeah. which is wild. And um, and also like if you guys aren't familiar with what like the mammy trope is, you should mm. you should Google mm-hmm. that. So um, I was having this conversation with my fiance about it, and I was like, I feel like not good about Sister Crone because it's like. On one hand, it's like all of the mothers wear the same outfit. Yes. So that's why part of me felt like I'm like, I'm like, this is like borderline racist, but like at least they're both wearing the same outfits. It'd be different if they were both of like the same like thing. And and the the first mother is not and wasn't wearing that outfit. And then Sister Crone came in and was wearing that outfit. Mm-hmm. Um it would be like like this is one hundred percent like this is not okay. Um, it's still not okay. Like what's yeah. happening? But like it would have been like even more so if that were the case. But yeah, it's just it's weird. Like I like like I like the character. I like the I like I like that dynamic of the character. But I wish that if they were gonna do those kind of like almost kakeguri like level of like exaggerated expressions like they do for mm-hmm. sister crone i wish they would do that for mama but like y- yes like yeah but like when like the one moment where we get like mama like in like the first or second chapter to where mm-hmm. she is just staring right at um at, she's like an emma's face an emma's face right? like yeah. it was she was still very pretty but it had that like you you still could feel that like that like sense of like dread and like mm-hmm. that same kind of like force of like oh shit like she's watching us this is horrifying without making it be such like a racist character like without it being like this over exaggerated expression she was still very pretty but like yeah. that same that same emotion was given but when it's sister crone it's like this racist like almost like blackface like caricature that's really really bad um so going into the anime i was like oh i want to see what sister crone looks like so at first because we only saw her in the intro and i'm like oh like the physical drawing of her doesn't look bad i make this mm-hmm. look like if you're going to draw black people in anime like that's how that's i'm like this is good like this is like a good drawing but then it gets to when she's actually in the show they have like made her personality really weird Yes. Like, okay. So, so I was going to ask this question because I've I read the manga. It's been so long yeah. since I've read the early chapters, and yeah. I was like, I don't remember her being like weird. Yeah. In the manga, like she's just like she's really goofy. Almost. Yes. And she wasn't. And that depiction doesn't happen in the manga at all. Like it's weird. So like ha- she has this like weird goofy like 
personality where like she's like in her like living quarters and she's like talking to herself and being like very dramatic and like kind of like being the comedic relief to like a certain extent which was she she dances around a lot yeah she dances around a lot so i'm like i'm like this is a little sketchy i don't really like this and then we get to the point to where like you know, she like here, like here she comes. Like she's chasing after the kids, and these like really like exaggerated expressions. Like they're not, they're. I feel like the 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 expressions are just as exa- are just as exaggerated, but in the confines of what the anime is doing, mm-hmm. and so like it looks like a little less racist, but like it's still, yeah. but like it's still like ugh, I, 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 every every time I see her on screen, I'm kind of like yikes um so i i just feel i just feel not good about sister crone and her depiction in this series both in manga and the anime yeah i think um yeah like the i the mammy thing i think didn't register with me as much Mm -hmm. because like you said like that's the clothes that they wear right so i didn't see that as much but what i did see was like every time like exactly what you said before like when mama's uh doing stuff that's like really menacing Mm -hmm. she still looks pretty yeah and it's menacing but she looks about the same but yeah in the manga every time crone does something her face becomes this caricature and it also becomes it's like the sort of like ugly black woman Mm -hmm. ugly angry black woman trope yep as well which is fucked up yeah um the anime does seem to be pulling back on that mm-hmm. I've, i feel like i've only seen like maybe like once or twice where i feel like crone's face starts to get into the territory mm-hmm. remotely the territory of the manga yeah but yeah her character change is fucking weird though that is yeah to me that's something that doesn't match the tone of the anime either yeah it doesn't it doesn't match the tone of the anime either it's it seems it's really really weird um but beyond the beyond those things like i i like because i was talking about it on twitter and i'm like there's so much about the show that like you should like to love and it's really really good the story is really great it's really compelling like these things are problematic um you can definitely like choose to not support it if you don't want to and that's fine i'm i still have every intent of watching it um it's just a critique that i have and it doesn't make me feel very good but it's not going to stop me from watching the whole show um and it's a show that has a lot of there's a lot of characters in color especially yeah. as the show moves forward mm-hmm. that like aren't represented at all in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not that it, like, excuses it from, like, it excuses it. Yeah. Um, but to me, what it hopefully points more more towards is that the intent of the artist mm-hmm. wasn't, um, wasn't, wasn't, of, wasn't out of malice or anything. And, and yes, and it I was yeah. ignorance. Yeah. It still doesn't, like, excuse it. doesn't excuse it. it, but, like, but, like, from reading it, I'm like, I, I I try to assume positive intent, like in like mm-hmm. in all in any and all cases, until proven otherwise. So like I'm like, ooh, this isn't so good. But like also, how many black people does does the creator know, or mm-hmm. has interacted with, or I mean, and if yeah, every black person in the show looked like that, yeah. or there were no other black people in the yeah. show yeah. or in the series, yeah. that'd be like, uh, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is it's. Outside of that, I, one of the things I really like about Promise Neverland is, like, people are, like, a billion different ethnicities in yeah, that show. Yeah. Like, everyone is a different color, mm-hmm. um, which is, not like, everyone, but, like, a lot of people are. A lot of are. people are. 
Um, and characters that like become really important are darker skinned. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's just nice to see in a series. Um, also, like Emma's the best fucking character. Yeah, Emma's really great. Um, but also, like when when whenever Uberworld is involved, oh my like, god, that, you that, know you know that the show was gonna be lit. That fucking theme song on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it says in the background. Yeah, like it's God, like you put an overworld track on any fucking anime intro, I'm in. That opening is a fucking like nineteen ninety two mess. Yeah. It is so bad and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It's I I fucking love it. Um but yeah, like watch Promise Neverland. It's very good and um and I was and I, much like you, initially, like, when you told me that the anime was announced, I was like, let's see if this looks good. Let's see. And then when I started reading the manga, I'm like, ooh, is it going to look as good as the manga does? Mm. But it looks really good. The show looks really good. It does. And I think once you, a lot of people, um, the Posca, I think is the, the artist, mm-hmm. Posca Demizu is the artist's name. Um, her, 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 I think it's, I think it's she. I think there's she. Anyway, their art style is like they have small face all a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. And once you get past the small face where like everyone's features are in the middle of their face, mm-hmm. um that happens a lot. Yeah. Um I think they're doing a really good like I think the show looks really good. Yeah, I think the show They're looks animating good. stuff where they need to animate it like the reaction faces in the first episode mm-hmm. when they're under the truck. I was just yeah. like, "Yes." Yes. They so took good. some time on this. It was so good. It was so good. So go watch Promise Neverland. Do that. Um so I'm almost done with the first season of Mob Psycho 100. I'm like two episodes away, and God, Mob Psycho is so good. What it's a, so good. What a fucking good show! It's so gorgeously animated. Also, that show has feelings. That show like, has lots of feelings. I need to start season two. I haven't started. season Oh two my yet. god! Like it's man, that show is good. Like I know I'm super late, but like man, it is. It's really really good. So watch Mob Psycho if you haven't. Do yourself a favor and do it. It's currently airing on Toonami, so. If you have cable and that's like a thing that you want to do, you can watch the dub. Um, but yeah, it's it's out there. It's good. Watch it. Um, I'm excited to jump into season two. And other than that, two things that I'm watching that are like not anime. Um, I'm watching The Magicians. Um, it's a sci-fi uh, network show, and it's really good. It's like adult Harry Potter. Like they're all like in college and all that stuff, and it's really violent and bloody and and like kind of gross sometimes but man it's mm-hmm. but it's a uh, it's it's fun um the the main character in the show um i don't know the actor's name but the main character's name is Quentin in the show mm-hmm. and he like like when i first started watching it i'm like i hate his hair like it's his hair it's like this like, he's like a little short white guy when you see him like t- next to the rest of the cast it's like oh you're like you're like 56 you're like itty bitty um, he has this like almost like shoulder length hair, but it's like it's like it's like ever so delicately like not even touching his shoulders, and it's like your hair is not long enough to do anything with, like putting it into like a bun or a ponytail, and and like it's like you need to uh, you need to let it grow more, or you need to cut it, and I, I hated it for such a long time, but um that was like a, just like a random thing about that show, but um it's it's really good like. I just remember, like, so many years ago that, like, sci-fi original shows were, like, really bad. <laughs> With, like, really bad, like, CGI and all that stuff. But, like, Magicians is really good. 
it's they've become like really fun. They're really they're really really fun. And what I love so much about that show, it's also very queer, which is really really cool. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, like a lot of characters are like, like one of the main characters um, who. Um, I, who I think you would be like very into, Ruben. His name is um, Elliot. He's kind of he's like kind of oh, he's like a little bit swarthy. He's like tall and thin, has like wavy hair that kind of comes down to like like the nape of his neck almost. And he's very and he's always like wearing like a nice little vest and like a little like tight pants and everything. And he's very like he's like he's like also like very messy too. Which I'm into um, messy boys. So, but like but he's like really cute like the first season i didn't think he was very cute but like as the show's gone on um it's he's gotten even cuter and he's uh and he's uh poly or pan so like he's very openly like with men and openly with women like so you're saying there's a chance yeah yeah like he like, that character is like is like super pan so he's just kissing everybody and there's like an episode in the third season that was like really good where it's like him and the main character like they kind of get like stuck in um they get stuck in this like quest that they're on and they basically like find this little shot they're basically this like start their life at the shack trying to solve this puzzle and they're there for like an entire lifetime and they're like together so like it's really it's like really it's really really sweet um there's a lot of really cool stuff and there's lots of fine people of color in the show it's like when when, like, people talk about, like, quote-unquote diversity, like, in shows, it's, like, just letting people exist and letting them be brown or letting them mm-hmm. be queer or letting them be women and it not being, like, on a very special episode of whatever. Like, <laughs> it's just they, just they just all exist in this space and they all can just be who they are and it's not, like, a question or anything like that. It's, it's really good. It's really... I really enjoyed the show. It's based on a series of books and mm-hmm. the books I hear are really bad, but the sh- but the show <laughs> is like way better. So, um, also don't but, mind me, DJ, but I'm just gonna eat this. Uh, I'm eating a whole ass DiGiorno because I haven't had dinner. Oh, do it! So just I'll just be chomping away if y'all hear me chomping. <laughs> a little, a little, a little ASMR on this episode of Magical yeah, Voice. Just, mm, the delicious, the delicious taste of a DiGiorno pizza, Hi guys. of a supreme. Welcome to an episode. Rising crust. Where it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Oh, it's DiGiorno. <laughs> I can I can be naked the entire process if I want to. <laughs> Taking it out know. of the packaging. <laughs> preheating the oven. Putting it in the oven. Eating it. Dropping some on my disgusting naked body. <laughs> Eating that piece off because I'm already gone. <laughs> 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 Things are already bad. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, I forget, I forget things about the magicians. Though. I need to check it out. Yeah, um, seasons one through three are on Netflix. Um, they're they're a good watch. I think they're roughly about thirteen episodes each, so it's not a super huge time commitment. The episodes are like forty five minutes ish. So yeah, um, they're worth a watch. Some of the costumes are um questionable. Um, uh-huh. like. Some of them are just not great, but I, I think it was because, like, tonally, I didn't know what the show was trying to do. But once, like, you're, like, in it, it's like, okay, this is just, like, what the world is, and that's fine. Um, but, yeah, I really like that show a lot. Watch it. It's on Netflix. It's really fun. 
Um, and then the other non-anime, well, actually, or maybe it's the best anime, um, King of the Hill. Oh, my God. Bobby, the shonen hero, the shonen protagonist. Like, I, like, I remember, like, watching that show, like, when it was, like, on the air, like, on Fox, like, before The Simpsons, like, when I was growing up. And, like, that show was really good. It's, Mm -hmm. it is so good. Like, oh, man, Bobby Hill is an icon. Truly the queer icon we deserve. King of the Hill is incredibly funny. Um, have you ever watched the, um, the video, the, uh, do I look, do I look like I know what a JPEG is video? <laughs> no. Oh my God. I'm gonna, this is going to be like how you got me was secret ninja cards. Yeah. Or whatever. Ninja, N- cards. Yeah, ninja info gonna, cards. Yeah. Yeah. Ninja info cards. This is going to be me getting you with, with this. Cause okay. it's fucking, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> oh man. That was, that was a beautiful moment in our relationship when, when like both me and Aaron were like, what do you mean? You don't know about Ninja Info cards. Let's see, King of the Hill. I love that moment. I feel like I feel like this needs to happen live because I I just you need to experience this. Um, oh, I'm down. I'm down to I'm down to do it live. Okay, club remix. Oh, cl- a club remix. Okay. Oh, okay. please send it to me. Yeah, this is it. I'm gonna send it to you right now in chat. Oh, oh, please send it to me right now. Also, guys, if my voice is all over the place today, it's because I'm, like, in a weird setup, so my mouth is not, like, easily on the mic. So sorry if I sound loud and quiet back and forth. Okay, here you go, DJ. (laughs) DJ's watching this video. (laughs) Just to explain what this video is, um, Hank Hill's going, like, into a Kinko's, and I guess the person asked him, like, to provide a file. (laughs) And he says this great line, which is, uh, do I look like I know what a JPEG is? I just want a picture of a god dang hot dog. And someone decided to make a remix, and it's <laughs> so fucking good. Oh my god, that this is amazing. <laughs> do I look like I know what a JPEG is? <laughs> I just want a picture of a god dang hot dog. Oh my god. Wow, that's fucking incredible. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it into general uh, Discord chat oh, for Oh thank God. Please put it just, in, the, in the Discord. Just court. so people <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just putting it in general chat with no explanation. <laughs> with no context, like like for the Magical Boys Discord chat. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Um, um But that but honestly, that's that's all that I'm watching. Um and um, are you <laughs> I was gonna bring up I'm watching Sex Education on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That show's interesting. So Aaron and I are watching it because Gillian Anderson is in it, and she plays a sex therapist, and she's also, like, the hottest woman alive. Mm -hmm. Um, She's aged, like, so remarkably well. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's interesting. It's, like, a British take on a John Hughes film. Okay. And I'm, like, so-so about John Hughes movies. I know people love, like, Sixteen Candles Mm -hmm. and Breakfast Club. Um, Those movies are obviously, like, hyper-problematic in a bunch of different ways. Also, like, incredibly het. So what's interesting, like the basic plot of sex education is um, Gillian Anderson is a sex therapist, but she's not the main character. Her son is. And her son, um, like, despite being like the son of a sex therapist, her son like can't achieve orgasm. Mm -hmm. He can't masturbate. Like it it, it all just like squicks him out too bad. Mm -hmm. But he knows a lot about sex because of his mom. Yeah. So the like kind of shitty punk girl at school teams up with him. 
and they start like providing uh, like sex advice for other people at the school. And this kind of like weaves in and out of like their personal like relationships with each other, um, mostly comedic. Um, <clears throat> what's nice is like it's weird. It's in Britain, but the school's modeled after an American high school. Huh. So people don't wear uniforms. People have like Letterman jackets and shit. Mm-hmm. It's really weird that way. Huh. Um, the main character's best friend is a gay black character, mm-hmm. um, which is great. He's a gay black man um, who also cross dresses. And they do, I thought, like, I thought they did a pretty good job of, like, addressing some of the things there. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that, like, was rough is there is an episode where, like, violence is done to that character mm-hmm. because of them being in drag. Mm-hmm. And I think that the show does, at least what I've watched, did a pretty good job of, like, handling that scenario. But it was also, like, a, a situation of, like, I don't like. I just can't. It's so hard for me to watch that. Yeah. Like, I think it's like great. Like, we're gonna have a gay character, and they're gonna have to get like violently like mm-hmm. assaulted yeah. because we want to tell that story. And I get it because it's the thing that happens, and I think it's important to talk about those mm-hmm. things. But also, like, I just want my characters, my gay characters, to be like happy and fluffy, right. and bad stuff not happen to them. Yeah. Um. But I like the show. It's funny, and I think it's it's charming. Um. But I definitely like. I don't know, I've definitely had friends who are just like, who aren't into it. So I don't. Know, maybe I'm not seeing something. But I'd be curious. Yeah, what people. Other I, people I think. wanna. Yeah, I, it's it's in my queue. Like to to sit and watch. So I might uh might uh watch an episode tonight, and then I'll definitely give you the play by play from that. Um, but uh, that actually is perfect because that's putting us right at an hour of us like discussing the the random things that we're into currently. So we'll take a short break and we will be right back. Oh, hey, we're back, and we're going to talk about some shit that's going on uh, in the games and pop culture world. So, uh, yeah, um, I'll kick things off. Over this past weekend, there was pretty much one of the first um, Smash Ultimate major tournaments that actually happened out here in the Bay, happened here in Oakland this past weekend. It was Genesis 6. Um, it's been happening for, you guessed it, six years. And, uh, yeah, it was really awesome to see the first major tournament for Smash Ultimate since uh, the game just dropped in December. So, between the holidays, there haven't been many, like, big, big, big tournaments. Um, but this is probably, like, the first real major where people came in from all over the world to compete, which was awesome. So... What excites me the most about this is being someone that's played Smash competitively for such a long time is seeing people coming from both like the melee community and like the newer game communities are really coming together and playing this game. So um Hungrybox entered um entered Ultimate didn't win of course, but Hungrybox won melee. So so um so yeah, um it was really cool to be able to um see people from both sides of the Smash community coming together to try out this new game and play it competitively. So it's been really dope to watch. And the great thing about this is, at least for me anyways, being someone that's 
been a commentator for Smash tournaments and someone that does play competitively is the amount of character di- diversity that happened at the tournament. Um, to give context, like a Pichu player almost won, almost took the whole thing. It was did a, Void not win? Void didn't win. Um, MK Leo ended up winning. Oh, okay. he he won the past like two, right? Yeah, but he's won like everything else. MKLeo was playing. MKLeo was, was playing. Um, he played Lucina. Um, yes. Yeah. And mostly. Ike. And Ike. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Queen of Queens, the person who I stand, who is like the like the god of Peach players, Sam Sora came in third. Sam Sora's Peach is fucking brutal. It's insane. Like it I is... stayed up to watch a little bit of that because it was on West Coast time, yeah. and I was just like, damn. It was amazing. Also, Pichu's nasty, though. Pichu's nasty. That little fucking rat. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Pichu is so good in this game. It is scary. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was such a fun event to watch. It was really well produced. Genesis is always a really dope tournament. Like, VG Bootcamp is a a Twitch streaming uh, group that does... They're based out of the East Coast, uh, out of, like, the the, uh, Maryland, Virginia, um, uh, D.C. area. Um, they do a tournament series called Xanadu, and it's so insane. Like, that area, that tri-state area there, is notorious for having some of the best players. So it's really cool to see, like, people just embracing Ultimate and, like, really doing some really cool stuff with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what makes me, what's made me really happy, it was is really made me happy to see that Ultimate is super fun to watch. It's incredibly fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cool. Like, I saw who, what's his name, was playing Olimar? Um, yeah, who was playing Olimar? I, I can't remember his name. but And yes. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. it was it was weird for me, like, watching Olimar in a tournament. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. Like, the because it's Olimar's play style is so weird. Right. It's a lot of resource um, management. Like, you have to manage your Pikmin, mm-hmm. and there's, like, a set order for the Pikmin. And just, like, knowing what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and all that stuff is... It's a lot of work. It was it was really fun to watch. Like Aaron was going to sleep, so and I was having a hard time getting to sleep, so I just like pulled it up on my phone and like lied down in the living room and just watched it for a while. And it was just really good. Yeah. It's it's so much fun. So like I'm really excited for the future of Smash Ultimate tournaments. I'm excited for just for the future of the game itself. Um what was really cool is that Nintendo has never done this, but this was the first this is the first game where they've actually released detailed patch notes. So like, those patch notes were why there's so many there's so much. yeah like every character got touched in this uh 2.0 um <laughs> they they nerfed zero zoot samus and i was like she's not she's not good she's already. not she's already not great in the game but like why she's you already got, not good yeah, nerfed her. <laughs> yeah you don't like give her like make her better but um but yeah like it's it's awesome so like the future for ultimate is very bright i'm excited to see it and once i'm done like with Black Mage, and I actually have a social life again, I'll actually be competing in tournaments. So oh. I'm looking forward to that. But um, but yeah, um, so there's a new uh, a Battle Royale game on the streets. You want to talk about that a little bit, Ruben? Yeah, so uh, Respawn, who um, is responsible for Titanfall 1 and 2, um, they just out of nowhere dropped a game called Apex Legends. It is battle royale. It's sixty people on a map in squads of three. Um, I don't believe you can play solo, which is interesting. Um, and what makes it a little bit different from most battle royale is that 
they also kind of made it how Overwatch works. So most Battle Royale, you're just <clears throat> you're just a soldier, whatever. Maybe you have loadout stuff, but um, it's all about like you just drop, everyone's on the same level, and you pick up guns and you go, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they did this is that there's oh I don't remember how many I think it's like six or so. There's unique characters that have unique specials and unique ultimates, very much like Overwatch. Um, Instead of being called, like, heroes, they're called legends in this, hence the name, Apex Legends, Uh, which is really interesting because now you, not only do you have squads, but you're also looking at, like, squad composition, the way that you would think about composition for an Overwatch team. Um, Some of those roles are support roles, where, like, most of what they can do is to help your, like, help players get back, get health, um, or get back in the fight. Mm-hmm. so those are all really interesting things it also does a really weird thing um i haven't had a chance to play it yet i'm actually i started downloading it before we started recording um so when you die i think that there's normal revival which is the thing that's in some other like you have a certain amount of time to revive someone basically like before they bleed out basically in fiction um when you die you have a banner at your body mm-hmm. a teammate um, and I don't know if it's any, like, a teammate from your squad can retrieve that banner and take it back to, like, I think there's, like, special spawn points and give the banner to the spawn point and bring you back in the game. This is something that, like, is not in any other uh, Battle Royale like I can, can think of. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because in most Battle Royales, it's like, okay, I'm dead. I'm out. Bye. Yeah. And if you're playing with squads, you might stick around to see how long they are in. But, like, you just go and queue up. So with this, there's really interesting tactics and really interesting reasons to stick around in a match, um, to like watch how your squad's doing, um, to work with them like over Mike to get you back alive because that's obviously going to be like a huge help. Um, it's really interesting. The other thing is that it's the Titanfall like it's their engine that they used for Titanfall, so it feels like Titanfall. There's no mechs, okay. but it moves like Titanfall. So Titanfall was always really, really, really fun because of mobility. Because you can move yeah. around so fast and do so much. Um, and it feels really good. So the fact that this is a Battle Royale with that movement capability is really, really cool. So I'm excited to check it out. I don't know if I have like the time to get into another Battle Royale again. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely it's free to play. It's on PC xbox and ps4 okay so it's like easy for anyone to play and i think all of the early buzz is really good is it out um, like can you get it oh yeah okay yeah they like stealth dropped it because they knew there's a there's a um interview with the head of respawn and he was like listen if we started talking about this game we think fans would be upset because we're not making it's not titanfall 3 right right um and everyone would be like, ugh, another Battle Royale. Okay. It would have gotten picked apart like before. Before it, it even released. Out. Yeah, makes sense. So they're like, we're just going to stealth announce it. It started leaking over the weekend because of um, some influencers, like uh, Twitch streamers, got access to it early. But it came out like Monday afternoon or something. Um, and I think it worked well because everyone is just excited to play it and is saying really good things about it. That's awesome. Yeah, so um, I didn't realize that it was already out. I thought it was just, like, in beta. So I will uh, I'll download it. I'll, you know, I'm going to give, you know, the, 2019 is a year where I'm actually going to, like, play games that are not games that I normally play. So the biggest ones for me are, like, shooters. So 
I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give it a shot. Like I'll uh, see what it's about. So will you play with me? Will you be on my team? Absolutely, will absolutely. Okay. Get a squad. Get a little squad. Me, 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 and you and somebody doing it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm I'm down. That's uh, I'm down to give it a shot. Um, so I I took away um just like the one thing that I had before, which is just like hey, Piranha Plant's in Smash Brothers, and Piranha Plant is amazing. That precious boy. Um, that, that precious old plant. Poor girl. That precious, precious, that plant. precious old plant. Um, but something that I did want to bring up, because I just, because this just, like, came out today. Um, so it looks like um, the voice actor, Vic Mignogna, or if that's how you say his fucking... Mignogna? Mignogna? Mignogna. Um, so... McEggnog? Yeah, so if you guys have watched Full Metal Alchemist, he plays Ed, Ed in Full Metal, and... A billion voices. And a billion other voices in in anime. anime. Yeah. Yeah. So he has been let go from Rooster Teeth following all of these as amid all of the allegations of uh, sexual harassment that have been coming up over the internet. So um, Rooster Teeth are the people that produced uh, that animated show uh, Ruby. So. Yep. And he was doing a voice in that. So, or he was going to be doing a voice in that. So he's out. Mm -hmm. Um, He recently did uh, Broly for the Dragon Ball movie. Yeah. Um, he's been kicked out. He's been kicked or dropped rather from a bunch of cons as well. Yeah. Um, so like, it's funny. I saw this on my feed today. People were like, what, what was different this time? Mm -hmm. Like what, what happened? Because he's been a piece of shit and people have known he's been a piece of shit for for a long time in the industry. Like every couple years it comes up where it's like, not as clear, I think as this most recent round, but at least like it would get mainstream. Like, Oh, he's like a really like just shitty diva pain in the ass like yeah. treats people really poorly mm-hmm. and there's always rumors of like him being inappropriate with fans yeah but whatever it was this time man like hopefully it sticks because all the stories coming out are way worse at least from what i've seen in the past and it's just like yeah get this dude the fuck out of yeah all of my shit yeah so i i hope that it sticks because i mean it's like oh a lot of these like these these men that are fucking predators um, are like trying to make their quote unquote comebacks. And it's like, no, you, you don't get to come back from this. No, like, you don't, you don't need to come back. Like you don't need to. Come, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all about giving people like the opportunity to change Absolutely. and become better people. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, when, when I see someone actually do that, maybe I'll like go, okay, like maybe you can work again mm-hmm. because I haven't. Every time I see someone be like, I'm going to take some time off and then come back after I've kind of like figured things out and I'm not a piece of shit anymore, they come back and they're just a piece of shit again. Right. Like that was a Louis C.K. thing. He was like, oh, I'm going to take time to step back and listen for a while. And he came back telling jokes just as offensive and shitty as before. Yeah. And, and now he just complains about like how he can't, everyone's too sensitive now. And I'm just like, yeah, you didn't learn Dick. Yeah, you didn't learn you didn't learn jack shit from that experience and it's like and you're not a victim like you are not no. the victim here no. and that's what like you're not owed like to come back to the industry yeah like i i fucking hate i hate that i hate it all so much but um but yeah just wanted to address that and be like and good fucking written riddance to him because yeah he needs to fuck off um so this also i think just like dropped today um xbox live support is coming to the switch and iOS and Android. So, yo, I mean, anything that we can do to kind of like make crossplay like more of a reality in um, in today's world of games, and then also like seeing this collaboration between Nintendo and Microsoft is 
is is cool. Like, so, so I do wonder. But I, th- this is my guess. Yeah. Like, I think, and there, there's a change today, right? Like Microsoft Game Studio changed their name to Xbox Game Studio. Mm-hmm. There's a pivot to making uh, Xbox like a product that's more than just the console. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So this makes sense. Like the idea that, and and they already have Games Pass, right? Mm-hmm. Games Pass is like sort of Games Pass is basically Netflix mm-hmm. for games on the Xbox. Yeah, like it works that way. Um, it's not streaming; you download them, but it still works that way. Mm-hmm. They've been touting that they're working on this cloud or X Cloud platform mm-hmm. for streaming for the next gen Xbox. That we're gonna have two SKUs. One's gonna be an actual console um, with all the guts in it. That's gonna be more expensive, and one is going to be a little streaming box that you just stream games on. Right. Right. So. I think I would guess that Microsoft is pivoting to make Games Pass a legit platform agnostic streaming mm-hmm. gaming streaming service. Yeah. If you want to play it, they'll probably have a thing where it's like, you know, if you want to play it where it's meant to be played or play it best where it's best, then you play it on Xbox. Mm-hmm. But you can play it anywhere. And given the fact that Nintendo doesn't have that, Nintendo doesn't have a service like that right. like playstation also sort of has a similar style service mm-hmm. that is a streaming service and also partially download yeah it doesn't threaten a thing that nintendo's doing no not at all if anything it makes people more inclined to buy a switch if they can play xbox games on it streaming yeah right so it's a smart move like it's so really smart of microsoft to do i'm curious i'm really curious what it's it's interesting. I'm really curious what we're going to see next gen because like mm-hmm. there's been rumors that the PS5 is going to be backwards compatible with every PlayStation. Yes, and bitch, if that is true, I will throw away all the rest of those. I'll, I'll donate the rest of those old systems. But that, if I can put like a PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4 disc into the PS5 and it just works, mm-hmm. it just plays the game. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Mm. Like that's great. And I'll first sure have a PS5. Yeah. But I think I think what Microsoft is doing is more forward thinking. Yeah, I think like, so too. I think that they're pre- I think that they are prepared to stage a pretty big takeover if they're able to get the streaming platform to work right, which is hard. A lot yeah. of infrastructure for internet in America is still bad. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, Nintendo would be well to do with like mingling with Microsoft in this way as well. I mean, especially if it makes. A more um, a ben- of a beneficial relationship for them because I think that Microsoft has a lot of resources to help Nintendo, especially when it comes to like their online infrastructure, to really help out help them out in a way that like gives them the capacity to have potential like dedicated servers for for various Smash. games. Like, could you imagine <laughs> if like Smash and like Mario Kart and other games like had dedicated servers for them? Like the the online experience would be a much better experience for Nintendo and also just like having like like the the brains behind everybody over at the Xbox team because even though I'm like team PlayStation this generation not that it really matters cuz I own an Xbox one still like I just don't really use it but I mean that this is like a good relationship. I think it's a really good relationship for um for Nintendo to have with Microsoft and vice versa. I think there's a lot of opportunity to really do some really cool stuff. Um I don't know what this relationship means going forward, but I mean the opportunities are there and I I'm really interested to see kind of what happens next from this. And I think you made an interesting point like Microsoft has like as a company has all of this cloud infrastructure yeah. that they use for everything, yeah. for Microsoft Office, for all their stuff, mm-hmm. um for hosting, like companies host their stuff on Microsoft's yeah. cloud. 
Nintendo's bad at that, always has been bad at that. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo has money, but I don't think Nintendo has like the resources to really get that up and going yeah. properly. They don't have Microsoft. They have money, but they don't have Microsoft money. And and yeah. they don't have the build out. Right. They're not even close from what I can tell. Right. So I do wonder, that would be an interesting partnership if Microsoft was just like, cool, we'll we'll handle your online. Mm-hmm. Like you just let us handle your online stuff. Let us host your servers, everything else. Yeah. That would be interesting and a thing that would help Nintendo a lot. And I mean, and I've always and I've always like thought about this in like the in like the back of my, in, like the back of my mind. Um, and I think there there have been rumors like a couple years ago about like at some point Apple was considering like buying Nintendo at some point. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, like to have um, the the um the qual like the quality the build quality of like an Apple product but it be like a Nintendo thing like sounds like a pretty like a pretty nice thing like a pretty nice piece of tech to have um mm-hmm. I you know I it's it's something that like if Apple really wants to be serious about like um being able being a contender in like the gaming space like using because like apple tv you can play a ton of games on um and metal is like a really great is like a really great like like engine for like outputting some really beautiful things like to see to see like a bigger company kind of have this relationship with nintendo like microsoft is i think can only benefit them in the future and if anything it, it gives nintendo the opportunity to focus more on making really great experiences, which is what they're known for anyway. So it's it's hard for me to think of like <sighs> they're not being like a Nintendo system and, and them being their own thing. If if the Switch hadn't been successful, then I could have seen someone like Microsoft buy Nintendo yeah. or something. But it's been so successful, you know. I don't think that's happening gonna, anytime soon. No. Yeah. Um. It's also funny. Like Apple mm, five years ago, I would have been like, okay, Apple owned a Nintendo mm-hmm. and like some Apple DNA in there. Cool. I'm a little bit less like today. Apple's I'm a little not, less. Yeah. Also, Johnny, I would be like, there's no buttons on this console. <laughs> and I'd be like, get out of here, Johnny. I right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it is, it's definitely interesting what they're doing there. Yeah. And I'm just, this is a thing that I don't get. And it's maybe just short term memory, but like PS2 was huge. And so when the, when the next gen came out, Sony was dumb as shit and made the PS3 really expensive yeah. and did dumb stuff with it, and they lost that console race to the Xbox 360, which Xbox gained ground so well, mm-hmm. um, at least in North America, yeah. right? Humbled Sony, Microsoft tried to pull some dumb shit and do things that people hated, and then Sony ran off with the PS4, and it's been wildly successful. Yeah. It's like every console generation, whoever does well, they get really stupid, and they feel like they don't have to work for your money anymore. Right. And then the other company takes over because, like, they're hungry for it. Right. And what I'm seeing from Microsoft right now, Sony, I don't know if I'm seeing that stuff as much, but, like, their hesitancy for crossplay, mm-hmm. like, all that stuff is, like, pointing to that. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I would agree with that for sure. With Microsoft, not just this this thing of maybe making their games available on, like, a bunch of different devices via a Netflix-style application, but, yo, that Super Bowl commercial for the accessibility controller... Was, like... Like, I fucking bawled yeah, my eyes out. no, it was great. It was so good and so great. And it's like, you can, whatever, like, I definitely have preferences for Sony and Nintendo mm-hmm. about a lot of stuff. But the fact that Microsoft took the time to engineer that thing yeah. and make it, and make it good, and also make it so that you can use it on anything. Yeah. It's not like something that you can just use on Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. You can use it on whatever. Is 
so cool. And for them, from a business perspective, perspective such good PR, yeah. but also just like from a less, uh, from a less a cynical perspective, is like letting all these kids play in ways they couldn't play before. And it's just, ah, uh, it just makes me so happy. Yeah, no, it's it's an amazing thing. It's a really amazing thing. I, I think we've entered this really, it's a really interesting space, t- space and time right now for games. Um, I think um, with the technology, we're able to do some really cool things. And I think, um, yeah, I, I just think we're in a really good spot. I think um, when people are doing what they do and doing it well, like it shows, um, and like seeing Microsoft innovate in a way that makes gaming more accessible for other people, like and and execute it like flawlessly is amazing. So like it's really cool to see that. I'm um, I'm like super happy for Nintendo and what's been happening with the Switch. I think the Switch itself still has problems. It has a lot of problems, but like it's my favorite thing. It's like my favorite thing to take with me. It's the thing that I don't leave the house without pretty much at this point. It's I love it. Like my PlayStation Four is still giving me like my, my core experience, like my core. Like I'm gonna sit down and like really play it, get into this game. So like sitting down and playing Kingdom Hearts three, like I feel like we're in this like second renaissance of games again, and mm-hmm. it's like a really, it's a really good, really great time to be playing games. Like because there's something for everybody on every platform. Because I think everyone is really trying to really be like we have to, st- we have to step up and step out and really do something in like in this space because like we have the we have the technology let's do it let's make it happen also uh breaking news uh <laughs> alexandra ocasio-cortez at the state of the union address she's wearing all white and a cape oh thank god she's wearing a cape thank god she's serving some looks i'm not gonna watch the state of the union because i mm, i can't give i can't give time to that mm-hmm um, I'll watch Stacey Abrams uh, from Georgia. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Giving a rebuttal. Um, but uh, yeah, she's wearing a cape, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah, there, like, there's no way I'm, I'm watching that because I'm, I'm only just going to get angry. But I'm seeing it all pop up on Twitter as we speak. Yeah, exactly. Why I make myself angry? Yeah. I'm not going to make myself angry on my birthday. Donald Trump is not going to ruin my day. Period. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but let's see. Um, so along the same lines where we're talking about, um, games and developers doing things that go cross platform, um, the, the voice chat technology that's available in Fortnite is now available to all developers, which I think is super mm-hmm. cool. They, they did this previously with, um, the matchmaking, uh, tech that Fortnite uses. Oh, cool. They made that available to everyone as well. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, I'm I'm all for like bridging this gap because I'm 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 so like every time it happens, I mean, it still happens very regularly today where it's like it's like, "Oh, like are you playing such and such game?" It's like, "Yeah, I am too." Like, "What are you playing on?" It's like, "Oh, I'm playing it on Xbox." "Oh, I'm playing it on PlayStation." Guess we're never playing together. That sucks. So, I'm glad that we're getting to a point to where we, that's slowly but surely becoming a thing of the past mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it is nice that there's just like there's more ways more ways to play together yeah. to say microsoft's tagline right now yeah absolutely um so that's pretty much all that we have for um for our news but um we want to dip into like the question in the questions bucket yeah what's that question do, what's it, that question it, bucket it, what's going uh, on do we want to call it a bucket is it like a what do we question Qu- question sack question, that's not no i don't like no, that i don't like question sack 
Um, we'll have to workshop that. Um, we'll ask the Discord what we can call it. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Cordy Moose was excited about me talking about Genesis 6, so we already did that. So I hope you enjoyed me going on and on about how much I love Genesis. Um, let's see. Um, oh, this one's coming from... Um, uh, from Ke- uh, yeah, from KC, and it says, "Is there anything particularly egregious from any recent media dropping the ball on typing up on uh, on tying up loose ends?" Um, I guess if we're talking about like wrapping up a story in like a nice, neat little bow, um, I feel like all the things that I'm watching right now are very much like in the middle <laughs> of like whatever story that it is that they're trying to tell. Um, I haven't watched the last season of Voltron yet because I like the Voltron community has just like turned me so far off from that show that I kind of like, needed to get away from it. But Lord, yes, the, that community is rough. Trash, but I'm glad that um, that the show is now over. But um, I will say, um, um, well, no, nothing agree. I was going to say um, I was going to talk about Steven Universe. That community is also trash, but that show is fantastic. Um, that last hour special for that show, I, I was in fucking tears. Um, it, Rebecca Sugar con- constantly and consistently does that. Um, but nothing that I've been watching recently have I been like, uh, this is bad. Um, how about you? What have you, have you watched anything recently where you're like, ooh, this didn't wrap up elegantly? I, I haven't finished anything lately. Mm-hmm. So nothing that I can think of, because I haven't finished anything lately where I was like, well, this was unfulfilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. But the other questions we've kind of like talked about in, uh, well, well, Cordemus has another question. Um, the second question from Cordemus says, is there any anime you didn't like when you first tried it, but on a second try, loved it? Uh, Garen Lagan. Really? Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I watched it a little bit when it was airing mm-hmm. and I couldn't, I was like, I don't like these mech designs. The first couple episodes, I was like, eh, I don't like this. And then um, I was following a forum thread about it. And when, like, the big thing that happens a couple episodes in happened, I was like, oh, interesting. And people were getting really hype about it. So I started watching it. I got caught up and I started watching it again. Yeah. And it was, like, every, like... I was staying up to like 3 a.m. to watch it when it would like the the moment it would come out. Mm-hmm. I'd watch it in Japanese first and like only understand like five percent of what was going <laughs> right, on, right? And then watch it again when the sub would come out because mm-hmm. um, I love that show. Um, I'm trying to think if there's um, a show that I've kind of had that response to. Um, I'm pretty sure there is something, but like I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um. Gosh, that sucks because I know there are things that have been like, didn't like this when I first saw it. And upon like further inspection, actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head currently. So I'll move on to the next question. I'll get back to that. If not, I'll just I'll just respond to it in the Discord server. Um, so this one comes from Bunny. Um, Bunny says, I was talking to my partner about how now how about how there are now folks that are old enough to have kids named after Kingdom Hearts characters. So if someone offered you a million dollars to name your firstborn child a ridiculous Kingdom Hearts name, would you and what would it be? Um, absolutely I would do it. And I would I would name my my uh I would name my daughter Kyrie. How much money? A million. 
Oh, yeah, I don't, whatever, man. My kid, I'd be like, hey, listen, your name is stupid, but your dad's a millionaire. Uh, <laughs> so, like, shit's going to be a little bit easier for yeah, you. Yeah, for real. And your um, name is Zemnis. There is a, I'm trying to remember, there's a Kingdom Hearts generator, because this is the thing I didn't realize until I was listening to some lore. Your nobody, your nobody name is, like, just your name mixed up with an X in it somewhere. Like, that is how that formula works. Wow. Yeah, that's it. So, like, uh, I'm going to type this into a generator. Ruben. And let's see. No, wait, that's not it. Why did, why did it fucking... Oh, there we go. So, it's going to give me a name. Go ahead. Oh, no, like, Rebrooksne? R- R- God, no, that's not a good one. Oh, no. There's got to be one that you can Generate it again. Like, DJ, I don't, you have two letters. Yeah. Unless we use your, your real first name. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Upscreen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just give my child like a name like John, but I put an X in it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh that was a good one. I like that question a lot. Um, but that kind of brings us to the end of our show. We're right here at an hour and a half, which is a solid time of us talking about nothing and mm-hmm. you all listening. Mm-hmm. So um you can find us at the Magical Boys on Twitter, and you can hit us up and send us an email because we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up with an email or in the Discord server. Um, our email address is magicalboyspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And you can find me on the internet yelling into my Twitter scream hole about Sailor Press. Moon. Um, yeah, it's like just taking sounding to the next level. Um, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> um, no. You can hear me yelling about Sailor Moon on a regular basis. You can hear me yell about Smash Brothers at Oh Hey DJ. That's O H H E Y D J. And if you're just in for like a for like a really good random time, like follow me on Instagram by the same name because my Instagram stories are all over the place. So there's that. Um, where can they find you? And you guys can get me at Rubots R O O B O T S on Twitter, Insta, lots of places. And if you want to check out the comedy podcast I do with my straight friends, <laughs> um, it's so good. Just, just, just straight boys. These two straight boys. Those good straight boys. Um, you're welcome, Hollywood. It's a show where we create a movie script on the spot from title that we get from the audience. Um, that's how that goes. Yeah, you can check that out. Cool. Yeah, buddy. Um, well, that's gonna do it for us. We love you all very much, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.